Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Deadline Dilemmas by Fantasy Football Scout ahead of game week 27. Um, we've both got red arrows again, Praz. So. Have we again? No, it's my first red arrow after a long time. Yeah. It's not again. Not, not again. Um, oh, no, that was it. I had one last week. Um, no, ah, okay. we, we both okay. didn't. So I'm too used to streaming with Andy. Um. That's because we were idiots and we bought Wang, man. I mean, <laughs> I know. I what know. can I say? It was the perfect plan, wasn't it? I mean, look, we talked about it. We we explained our thinking. A lot of people did it. I think it was an okay decision. We move on. It's okay. We lost 15 points and a player and gave me 29. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse, couldn't it? I mean, Brighton could have won after because <laughs> I wanted that to happen. And then we could have not had our, you know, talisman... Wolves player for an incredible run without a blank. So, indeed, yeah. Glass, the glass is half full. Um, but yeah, thanks. And everyone. I think it's a, and it's a. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was just saying it's it's a still a good position. I mean, I think both of us. Uh, if you're under 100k now, anything is possible by the end of the season. And not to put any tags on 10k or whatever, but you could still have a good season. I think uh, so much is going to happen. Big swings in some big doubles, some blanks. So yeah, it's it's an exciting stage. I, I know you're right, and I don't want to be negative. But you say anything can happen. And I mean, can, negative can. can happen as well. <laughs> like, yeah. But you're engaged. And, and, you know, if you're an engaged person, then you will minimize the downsides pretty much with your transfers and captaincy. And you will still take a chance with your upside. A perfect example is going shorter Darwin, KDB in that double. You minimized downside by having them. And the upside was just capped and didn't work out. But that's not, doesn't mean it can't work out in game week 34 or 37. No, it's very true. And I remember, I mean, if if you showed us our ranks at Christmas, like, you know, 35k and 65k, I don't know about you, but I'd have snapped. I'd have snapped someone's yeah. hand off for that. I mean, I remember you saying to try and be in the top 100k around about this time. So let's, let's see what exactly. happens. Um, but for those watching, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, and obviously, since we were last on, we've had all the FA Cup, FA Cup results. Um, I think we're not going to focus too heavily on every single you know every single strategy because there's so many i know Praz, you've been talking about it for like the last what 23 hours give or take after this is my third stream man <laughs> i think if people people don't want to hear again about the the, the game week 29 but we'll talk about the games in general and our views of game week 29 but the whole permutations of how this works and you know what can go in 34 37 there's an excellent pod by planet fpl uh, today on chips um, you know, I talked about at least some of these permutations, not from a fixtures perspective, but planning perspective in in the FPL wire. So there's there's a lot of content that you can check out for that. I think in this one, we're just gonna just have a chat on where we're where we're at, what we're thinking in terms of our chip strategies, our transfers for this week, and and so on and so forth. No, I think that's good. I mean, because we all know you you love planning. Um, so, so that that's you know it's gonna it's gonna be good to talk it through, and obviously we've actually got quite similar teams, but I think we're both leaning. I mean, we haven't got things set in stone, but I think we're both leaning different ways at the moment. Correct, and that'll be good. We should chat about it on on why we're going certain ways. Yeah, and then you hopefully you 
maybe well maybe you changed my mind as well because i feel like i mean i know you've been much more busy than me um since the fa cup results and it to be fair it was the most likely scenario that that happened but i still don't feel locked on it i still feel like there's a lot of what ifs you know what if this happens what if that happens um and i guess we're not going to know the answers to that there's a there's a lot in the air we won't but i think what people will see from our teams and hopefully they can do the same exercise there are certain scenarios in which you don't need to commit this week you know for example one of the things um i talked about on the wire is like if you're if you're on the verge of wild card then you might as well wait till next week unless your team is completely desperate for it that you might as well wait this next week because this week you can play your triple arsenal to sheffield united you can play your triple double man, uh, man city home to man united you can wait out and see if salah is actually fit if darwin is fit so that you can then attack a wild card much better in, in next week so that's for the wild carders who are on the verge for people who are on a free hit or thinking about long term i think there's easy picks this week to to get right i mean there's like the spurs guys who you would get regardless of if you're free hitting in in 29 or not so you don't have to commit to a plan this week and that's certainly what i'm doing should should we start on teams or should we start on the on the fixtures because I, I i do have a question about your team okay let's yep. okay we go to my team straight if we away start then. on yours i mean mine's mine's quite a broad broad question actually um i don't know do you, did you want to read through your read through yeah, your yeah, team yeah yeah so i've got dubravka in goal uh, gabriel and saliba in defense trippier in defense and then i've got palmer saka foden and wang who is now son i can tell you um then solanke watkins and haland i think in this version i sent you richardson is starting instead of solanke but i think since i sent you the screenshot solanke seems to be better seems to be the same um and so we'll see we'll see what comes out but this this is what i might go with powter is on the bench i think he is also okay to start so in the worst worst scenario if solanke and richardson are both out i think even starting powter is won't be the end of the world so so my broad question for this is i mean what do you think of your team if it wasn't for the blank for example because i look at your team and i mean apart from salah and obviously we don't know the status of him i think it's like it's almost almost perfect as in i don't think there's that many players you're missing you said you bought in son for wang uh it's good but you then have to take into account the fact that there is the double and the blank yeah so if 28 and 29 didn't exist and i get to keep this team forever then yeah i think this team works but because 28 exists i have to get a couple of bonemouth or luton players and that depends on if i'm free hitting in 29 or not so let's assume i'm not free hitting i have to get a couple of luton players so that will ruin how nice it looks coming out of the blank if i'm getting bonemouth players uh, because i'm free hitting in 29 i still will have bonemouth players in my team and then villa players are not so good because villa's fixtures after 30 are not so nice so I think there's things you can do Trippier is not that great keepers are not great so this is why I think that if you can you know if you can think about a wild card a little bit earlier and not delay too much this is at least where I am where you can get a team with the most expensive players in the game so you have Haaland Salah Saka Son Palmer well Palmer is not expensive but basically that front line that I'm not worried like if 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 things change between game week 31 wild card to game week 35 or 36 i'm not that worried because sun's injured or saka's injured they're very expensive picks and so if all my transfers are going to be focused on my other teams because there's so many glue guys in my team like i mentioned which are the big boys 
maybe even say double Arsenal defense, I'm okay with that. Actually, then the run in. So that was the thinking with a with a wild card, and I think that was where you were going. Where why do you need to wild card? No, it exactly so was, and I think it's why I can't get my head head around wild carding because I know it makes sense. I know it's not the perfect or optimal team by any means, but then there's just so much about the team where I look, you, you know, double Arsenal defense. I mean, I think that's going to be. I mean, that's been good, and I think that's going to be good for a a long time to come. And when you look at the other defenders, I mean, there's not not just in your team, but in any team. There's not many defenders that scream to me. It just feels like you're just, we're just going to chase the doubles, aren't we? Um, you know, maybe with Bournemouth defenders, etc. I mean, then you've got like Palmer, who's on penalties for Chelsea. Saka, who's on penalties for Arsenal. You've bought Son, who's on penalties for Tottenham. You've got Haaland, who's Haaland on penalties for Man City. And then you've got Watkins and Solanke. You get where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Foden and Richarlison seem like absolute gifts. There's just something to me that I feel like if I make wholesale changes, and I know I need to, um, with my team, it it could backfire. And I think that's almost put me in like paralysis. And I kind of just want to <laughs> stay in this state forever without the doubles and blanks. I think I think you have a valid point. If we were talking game week three, game week yeah. four, we'd be saying, you know, after two weeks, you would run out of transfers to make because your team is so well set up. But this logic applies, Rich, even in game week 35. That if let's say you know your team will look nice uh, up to lead game week 34 because again i repeat you're not selling Haaland, saka harmer sun and salah forever so basically the question is what will change in game week 35 for you to activate the wild card so it's just a question of when you do it when you pick your upside because i think basically game week 30 31 is an important window because you will then have all the information of the future so there's nothing new that's going to happen between 31 and 35 in terms of wildcard window. So 31 with all these players, all these nice players, plus a bench set up for 37. Again, things can change, but you know which which doubles there are. If it's Wolves with a really nice double, then your bench with a Kilman, a, a, you know, having a, a Huang as your fifth midfielder, another penalty taker if he's fit by then. It's just then a nice setup that you leave for the rest of the season and you free hit in game big 34. So you're not annoyed by another blank ruining your setup in terms of you need to maneuver in and out of it. So I don't think there's a right answer, but that's the thinking at the moment. But it comes down to how well you can navigate 28 and 29. How many hits does it take to actually navigate it without a chip? And in my case, it comes to about three. In other teams, it comes to five or six. And that's not ideal at all if it's five or six. No, and and that would be three hits if there's no injuries, right? Correct. So if there's two yeah. injuries, by the way, um, probably either I'm going to be using a chip. So if Richarlison is out long term, it already puts me in that spot where mm, should I should I now think about something else? Could be wild card next week. Could be a free hit in twenty nine. If there's another major injury that changes things in terms of how I'm setting up for for twenty nine, yeah, it, a free hit could be on the cards. I mean, there is an in- so. I mean, I guess we should say, so I'm leaning towards free hit 29. And I think you're you're leaning towards getting through 29 with, trans, with well, with hits, tra- transfers and hits, and then wildcarding short, shortly after. Yeah. Because yeah. there were a few things I was thinking of, because like, I mean, I am leaning that way, but I could easily be persuaded. Now, I mean, for example, the Richarlison injury. I mean, if he's out like medium term, <laughs> as in, you know, he's out for at least a couple of games, I guess you get to 29. I'd still have Richarlison in my team. I'd free hit him out, obviously. Obviously, the problem then is I'd have him back in game week 30. 
but it is the international break, isn't it? So there's Correct. a couple more weeks and maybe then I've just got Richarlison back and they've got Luton, I think, in, in 30. They've got Luton at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was the other argument where even you, if you free hit now, if you were dead ending to 31, you'd probably have more, a better team in 30 than people who have free hit it. Because, you know, people who have free hit it won't have Sun, Madison and Richarlison in their midfield. They, you know, they probably will still hold on to some Arsenal picks whereas you will sell out and then buy them back. So Arsenal play Man City. So there is a there is an upside to game week 30 as well as a dead end. But that you can argue even teams with who are dead ending into 34 will have some advantage because they won't have to take hits to get there because they can dead end and basically more efficiently plan for that week rather than us taking hits because it's in two weeks. You'll have five weeks to plan for that dead end. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. So yeah, it's just it's very minor things I'm I'm looking at, and I don't want to jump around too much. Um, no, it's but, I mean everybody's thinking about yeah. this stuff. So, and I think the most popular strategy will be the one you're debating, which is free hit in twenty nine. Don't bother with um, this four team game week, and just dead end into thirty thirty four. But the problem with thirty four is it can be a very easy game week where there's very few doubles mm-hmm. because a lot can go into thirty seven. Or it could actually be a very complicated uh, double gimmick, and you don't know that yet. You'll have to commit to this. So, sorry, you paused a little at the end. So I, I'm guessing you're saying you have I'll to commit have to, to that commit. strategy before. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, so I've been trying to mainly look at the positives of 29. So I haven't written down that many negatives, although I know there are negatives. I mean, one negative is, is I could get absolutely destroyed in 34, and I haven't got a free hit to react. And I've, then I've only got wildcard to sort out two doubles and I want to I want to bench boost in, in 37 as well. But something again, I guess with 34 that leans me there is obviously, and it's not been a great pick, but obviously I'd have Dubravka. A lot of people mm-hmm. have Dubravka if they free hit in 29. That if could... Pope is not back by then. Okay, yeah. See, I thought you might have some. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Yeah, okay. I'd need to see how long Dubravka's out for. This I'm going to have to cross this off my list because the list the list wasn't huge and you just right. knocked a big one out. But yeah, the point was if Newcastle double, I was banking on Dubravka there. So I might have to have a little little rethink because um, there was also an option and it sounds crazy of then, let's assume Dubravka is there, Pope's not back. Then in 30, I'd bring in like a Newcastle defender, like Bobman. Mm. Um, and then there's two already and Man United players will be really easy to get because Watkins will have to go to enable Salah. Yep. Um, bringing in Garnacho is also going to be easy. That could enable Salah. So you could probably get to Garnacho and Hoyland, for example, very easily. And then maybe you'd look at selling the Spurs player for Bruno or Rashford. Correct. But yep. obviously we don't know those fixtures for sure. So I'm thinking just that the most likely fixtures, and I'm using basically James Planet FPL's predictions, and who else would I want that week? Like Zaha. Zaha's going to be popular, I guess, on 34 free hit if Palace double. Zaha? Zaha's left, man. Oh, not you Zaha. Eze. Why have I said Zaha? <laughs> Eze, the other Z. Yeah, <laughs> Eze. Eze, Olise, um, you know, this, this wing back. Was it or something? I was like, Zaha, this, I hate <laughs> this guy. Who is this guy? Oh, yeah, Zaha. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it can work. But my question to you is, coming out of game week 30... You'll be Salahless and Haalandless. Is that right? I don't, no, see, that's the thing. I'd have Haaland. 
Oh yeah, because you're free hitting, you yeah. hold on to Haaland. So yeah, free hitting means I don't have to do this whole Haaland to Tony hokey cokey. I'll just have Haaland on. Fr- um, get everyone's players wrong today. Um, I'd have Tony on free hit. I'd probably captain him or Son. Right. Right. And then Tony's gone again. Haaland's back in. Yes, Haaland does have a tricky fixture, doesn't he? In thirty, um, it's Arsenal at home. It's at not home the end as of the well. World. So yeah. yeah, I'd probably be glad I've got Haaland, Haaland back. It would just be getting in Salah. And that's and you probably... couldn't do it in thirty unless you took a hit, right? Well, so Liverpool got Brighton, haven't they? Oh, it's at Anfield as well. So I think that was the week. I mean, I wouldn't want to sell Watkins that week either at home to Wolves. Correct. So yeah, I probably would be looking at a hit in that week, um, and I wouldn't be selling Solanke at that point either. So I mean, maybe it would actually be almost impossible. I think it was thirty-one. I was going to get Salah back in if if I go down this route because yeah, then Salah's at home to Sheffield United. You need him. But then you'd be tempted to get like a Darwin for, for Watkins back because, you know, you want you want that upside yeah, against course. Sheffield United. So will you get that money back to afford a Salah? I mean, you, everybody, this is exactly what people need to do. What is your path? And I was not convinced that this 30 to 34 path, basically, I think I will make up the 12 points that I'm losing to the field or 15 points in 30 to 34. It'll be hard to get Haaland back or it'll be hard to get Salah against Brighton at home and Sheffield United at home, maybe not a Darwin immediately. And so that was, again, I'm I'm thinking, each of us is thinking around their own plan and where there is the edge. That's the thing. That's that, what I want to hear. I want to hear like the other side of it as well, because I do think there's actually some pretty bad bias I've got at the moment because I've just done a minus eight and I bought in, I mean, I bought in Huang who got injured, Solanke who got a knock, I bought in Powell, <laughs> Torres who got a knock as well and it just makes me think yeah what if i commit to more hits next week and you know it keeps going wrong then i'm eventually gonna have to think actually i should just cut my losses here and free hit because i'm making my team worse and worse and i could end up in a situation where i end up free hitting and then i'm like i need to wildcard this (laughs) especially after you know an international break as well yeah yeah i mean that that would basically really diminish your returns in 34 and then you'd have to hope that 34 becomes a a bad double and you just ignore it and that's fine people could do that but i just think there is value to any double um, there is value to having a hoyland over <clears throat> and a, a watkins or a, you know a non doubling striker even though it's a it's a bad worse team so there is value in 34 and the other thing i think really crucial is bournemouth if you're free hitting in 29 because Bournemouth will double in 28 they have good fixtures and did I drop so they have good fixtures in 30 31 32 33 and possibly they could double in 34 now there is a people are disagreeing here because I think James has not got the double and I think Ben Grillin has the double in 34 so it's not clear cut if Bournemouth will have a double in 34 or not no, and that, but that again comes back to there's going to be some some luck, isn't there, where fixtures drop or, I mean, well, not luck, but no one can accurately predict it 100%. I mean, I've seen okay. the predictors, they do a great job. I've seen them disagree on many things before. I've seen them spot really niche doubles that the other one hasn't spotted. Yeah. So there is some luck in, you know, which way you follow and do you commit all in or do you do a bit like we did with Wang last week where we kind of sat on the fence and... And, and you know spread our chips and i was i was even thinking i mean obviously we went huang and i'm going off on a tangent here but obviously we went for huang and we did it hoping to get lucky and that that fixture dropped in 29 
But there's also the argument that if we hadn't gone Huang and everyone had bought him and then he didn't get injured, they play in, in 29, you can get unlucky, can't you? And be like a, yeah, yeah. a, tra- a transfer behind. So it, it just shows there's there's a lot of luck in where these where these fixtures drop. Um, yeah, but one thing to remember is the fixture dropping thing, this whole madness of what goes where is finished after gimmick 30, 31. Then there are no more surprises as such because even though we'll know the picture for 34, I think the only surprise could be when is this Chelsea Brighton or this Chelsea Spurs Chelsea game that Spurs, would fit yeah. in any other week. But it's not really going to change much in terms of wildcard thinking or in terms of... Uh, because you're just planning for the next eight weeks and you know the doubles in 34 and you can reasonably predict the doubles in 37. So I think what you're making as a point is very relevant for people who are thinking about wildcarding this week or next week. Because you're hoping to get a little lucky either because the gimmick 34 is okay or the gimmick 37 lands in a way your bench boost is not too painful. Because otherwise the risk is that the keepers you went with, you need to change them because you have a bench boost in 37. You know, your fourth defender, fifth defender, third striker, you're all ma- you're making these little changes around your squad because you have a bench boost coming up at 37 and you're losing the value that you can pick up in the middle like the Darwin against Sheffield United changing, you know, or having to play Watkins away to Arsenal or in a way to City instead. So there is value to pick up during this period as well. The point you make about um, knowing all the fixtures after 30-31, does, it, it does then show, you know, if you can get through 29, like on your strategy, you're going to have a huge advantage because you're, you're, you know, people like you who've got three chips. I mean, eight, what, eight game weeks with three chips. That's, yeah. that's pretty fun. And I guess it's going to be, you're almost going to be sport for choice. Because just having that extra free hit is powerful. Um, but I'm pretty sad. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be doing the wildcard route now, like for my team. I, you know, ruled that out. In it's 28 either... or 29? In 28, you mean? Yes, pre-30. Yeah, pre-any game week with a three. Yeah, I won't be wildcarding. It's either free hit or just hits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, one, yeah. one of the two. I am with you. I mean, but, you know, we have to sort of cater to the wider audience where some people are in a position where they have to wildcard because, you know, there are so many injuries piling up. People have got Estupinia and Richarlison, Solanke, yep. Huang, a couple of bench duds, and you're really struggling this week. And you're thinking minus six, uh, minus eight, minus 12, just to put out a decent team this week. I think wildcard is fine. So it, it got, does get into team dependent territory. I don't think wildcard 28 is a bad strategy at no. all. The, the thing with wildcard 28 is you need to decide, will you set up? to free hit already. So use two chips in two weeks, 28 wildcard, free hit 29. But then you're exposing yourself to what happens in 34. You could excellently manage this period, but in 34, you're a little bit exposed. Or you set up a team in 28 or 27 that can go through the blank in 29, but then you have some really bad players that you need to then transition out of your team. The Lutons of this world, uh, maybe even Villa players become a liability after 30. I really think so. So... That's the trade-off that you need to think about. Then the answer is not clear. I would still be tempted to go down this latter route and avoid the free hit just so that you have insurance from game week 34. And whatever happens, you then now, all you have to do is get out of 29 and just pick good players. Transition your Bournemouth into, you know, a a, a better striker or, you know, a striker that has a double. Transition your midfielders or defenders into better defenders from Arsenal, from City, so, so and so forth. Yeah, I mean, it's just basically... I guess if you if you're going on that strategy, the wild card and free hit early, as in both of them together, you're probably just delaying your hits, aren't you? It's either hits now, 
or it's going to be hits later. It's going to be yeah, one, one of the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, just feel with my team, I'm very, very thin on the ground. Like it's, it's borderline, you know, if I should, which way I should be going there. Um, but should we, I don't know if we, should we have a look at Rob T and Lego Mane before we go to what our, what our moves are? Yeah. Let's go to, I mean, have you discussed your team yet? Do you want to read that? Out? Yeah. Oh, sorry, or are yeah. we just so similar that we just go? <laughs> they that's are our so common similar. Team. <laughs> I mean, basically the only difference is trying to even spot the difference i've got doughty and estepinian on the bench and you've got concert and, and powder well and powder but i'm playing trippier yeah oh yeah yeah i was just meaning in the 15 players we've got two different um yeah my real dilemma is do, like do i play pau torres doughty or estepinian it's not a very enviable <laughs> enviable choice um but i don't think it's bad enough that i need to make a change like they're all more than playable this week um, oh, the only time I'd consider doing a hit is if I was going to go for a Bournemouth defender. But the whole situation with Sinesi being on eight yellow cards and the fact he could do a Mitrovic, you know, and miss the second part of the of the double or just miss, you know, games when I need him, like coming out of the, the free hit in 29 as well. Um, I, I'm going to be doing the same move as you and I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do Huang to Son. So yep. we have done the same move two weeks in a row, but I feel like they're quite, I mean, they're almost connected, aren't they? Like... If you're on a similar path, which I think up until now we are, and I think from next week we deviate. If we continue in our in our strategies, if, yeah, then then we deviate. But I think our, what doubles and blanks do is basically you create a path, right? I mean, we all went for triple Liverpool, and then triple Liverpool becomes triple Villa, or you know, in this case, Wang plus Solanke plus Villa. I think yeah, it 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 works, and next week as well. For people who are not free hitting, I think that the moves are obvious. I mean, you look at my team; it's probably going to be Harlan to Carlton Morris, and it's going to be Trippier to a defender, uh, which is you know could be Doughty. In your case, maybe something different. If you were not free hitting, Harlan to yeah. Morris would still work, but you know there could be another move like Foden to Barkley or something. That's the that's the strange thing actually. I don't. I mean, in our two strategies, I'd be targeting Bournemouth players if I start to it, and you'll be targeting Luton players. That's that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, But with with my transfers as well. So I think I would have done Huang to Son, possibly regardless anyway, because of, you know, we've got the, I mean, it looks like Solanke is going to be okay, but we're just not sure about Richarlison. Yeah. Also, if I followed the route you're you're going down and just hit my way through it, I'll still do Huang to Son this week. And if I go down the free hit 29 route, I'll do Huang to Son. So Correct. I actually don't have to make my decision till next week unless I want to start getting into doing hits. And I, I just don't think it's worth it. Instead of Powder, you could play Sinesi for some upside and take a hit for Sinesi. But apart from that, it's not that much of an upside. It's not like Sinesi's home to Burnley. So I just think you roll with this and this is my play as well. And I, I'm cautiously not sharing anywhere that this is my strategy, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. not not there yet there could be an injury if if there's a dub a blanker that is in my team who gets injured let's say Konza is not ready let's say Richarlison gets injured uh, or is injured and, and isn't ready for 29 let's say an important player that we have at the moment gets injured like a Watkins you froze right at the end you said like a Watkins and that could completely change the whole thing so yeah. I guess there'd be different with that strategy. There'd be different levels to it, wouldn't there? Because yeah, if you lost like a, I mean, I guess if you lost 
Konsa, for example, again, like he comes back yeah. and you lose him. You maybe you just roll through it if you've got right up to twenty, you know, right up to twenty nine. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you do do a hit. Um, but yeah, like big material changes, like the you know Watkins pick or something, or let's say Son got injured or that could yeah. change things massively. It would change massively because then Richarlison becomes an amazing pick all of a sudden, and you don't want the Son. So I'm cautious, and I think much like you, uh, we can only advise people that unless you're on a desperate wildcard this week, I think to whatever extent you can keep all avenues open, get your Spurs player, get a, uh, you know, if you don't have a, a a Villa player, they play Luton, you could go for a Bailey this week and keep your options open, um, or just get a good player, you know, like a Palmer, and it doesn't really commit you to anything. So it's not a bad strategy to keep all options open, uh, even this week. Palmer's, Palmer's a good shout, actually, because that would keep you open to the the free hit route as well, because I imagine he's going to be quite important. Although, I guess he's quite a bit more expensive for those that haven't held him long term. He's still under six. Yeah. That's crazy. Still under six million. So, I mean, relatively he's expensive, but on an absolute basis, it's still cheap. It's going to be nice rolling him out again. It, it feels like ages, because we benched know, him for yeah, the game that won't be mentioned. The injury time that... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Brentford are struggling. You know, Brentford have lost uh, me and Pinnock um, through injury. And then when you consider that Rico Henry has been out, Raya is not there, it's the team. Their, their numbers are showing. Their defensive numbers are fairly poor. Yeah, they've been they've been conceding some goals and letting some FPL assets get huge hauls against them. And <laughs> to be honest, they'll be the kind of players I'm looking at on, on free hit 29 as well. So... <laughs> There's no defenders in 29. No. I mean, we should talk about that. I mean, have you given a thought to how what your free hit would look like? See, I have, but not very much. I've been mainly looking at the strategy around it because, I mean, whoever I pick, I guess the one luxury is I can wait till that week. I did look at the clean sheet odds and I was shocked because they're all 25% clean sheet odds or, or below. under. Yeah, I think Spurs were the favourites. And I don't know why it surprised me because I know they're a bad defence. I thought, scoring against Spurs. Yeah, no, you're probably, you're probably right. I just thought they'd be a little bit higher because, I mean, we've been so spoiled with assets this year and maybe it's because we've had two Arsenal. But yeah. I always think, you know, third defender going to have at least 35% chance of a clean sheet. But to have like your best defenders that week having 25, 24%, I mean, it's basically a two-pointer. Basically a two-pointer. Yeah. And, and again, for people to consider, if... When they say, I have seven players, I have nine players, I have 10 players in, in Give Me 29. For me, it's about, do you have seven attackers? How many of the seven attackers that free hitters will have or the ideal people will have? Basically, you're counting on Tony. Triple Spurs um, midfield, maybe? If you're only talking about attackers. So Tony, Watkins, Triple Spurs, a Bowen, maybe a Carlton Morris. That's your that's your lot, right? I mean, you could add people like Kudus, you could add people from Fulham, but I can't think of many others that you want to have. On I'll a admit, Morgan Gibbs White. No, it, I mean it is bleak. I, I will admit it's bleak. Um, I, I guess it's just hoping to have that volume of players and getting lucky. I mean, not to single out Douglas Louise, but if people free hit last week, I mean, first of all, I don't think people would have had him. But if they did, it would have been like fourth or fifth midfielder. So you yeah. really want that tenth or eleventh man to be the one that that goes big, because correct that you know even if, I guess a lucky defender if you go Reggie on or something <clears> he gets three assists, 
something like that. But I, I know I know that's outcome, so it's probably not the best way to look at it. But you are hoping to get lucky. You're hoping to get lucky. Same for free hitters in 34. I mean, you're going against... Uh, I mean, I think Watkins will be low-owned by then, but he plays Bournemouth at home in 34. I don't think free hitters will pick Watkins. You have Salah who might play Fulham away. And you will debate, should I go for a Salah single game week versus Eze, Olise, Bruno, Garnacho, Rashford? So there is there is questions there. Haaland will probably pay away to Spurs or away to Bournemouth. Question, do you go for an Isak and Hoyland front two or do you go for um, Haaland? So this is going to be difficult questions for people to answer later as well. So it's not like only difficult things are for free hitters in 29. No, I mean, that was something quite fresh in the mind, really, wasn't it? After the Liverpool double, because I mean, I didn't have Solanke or Watkins. And obviously they, they went big. There were people without Saka as well. Um but I do agree. I mean, I would rather have as many doublers as I can for 34. So, yeah, And you just hope for the best. Yep. You get 22 fixtures, basically, ideally. Let's say you go for one single game week. So you get 21 fixtures. And what I'm trying to think is, and this is one way people could think about it, add the number of fixtures that you're getting in 28 plus 29 plus 34. And so if you're getting... And obviously, it's relative to what you would do if you were going with another strategy... In, in in the free hit strategy, you would have 11 versus other people's nine. But then that's for the hit. So I count it as eight. So that's three extra players. Maybe that's not the best way to think about it. But, you know, I just think there's more players if you free hit in 34. No, I, no, I, I, I do like the thinking like that because I have seen people mention, and this is a minority, by the way, you know, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just go through 29 with like five players or something, yeah. you know, ridiculous. And it's like, if you're going through a game with five players to then get a few extra doublers in, in 34 with your free hit. I, I, yeah, I don't think you're gaining that much. Unless, of course, you get very lucky um, in the blank and you've got, you know, all the all the good ones and everyone else has just got regular one-pointers and stuff. Right. But yeah, I know I agree. I mean, I almost, I mean, I, I worked it out a few years ago, you know, the number of, because obviously every week we have 11 players, we have a captain, so we have 12, and then we've got bench boost. And I totaled up, you know, how many fixtures we have throughout the season. I guess we are just trying to maximise the number of starts we have over 38 weeks. Correct, um, correct. So, because, yeah, I, yeah like... unfortunately, even though there is this outcome thing of single game weaker can outscore a double game weaker, on paper, the double game weaker should do better. Should do. Unless they're like Sheffield United players in 34. That's, that's Correct, the... <laughs> correct. Oh, keeper. Sheffield United keeper uh, may be popular. We'll see. we'll see. I mean, that would be a free hit pick, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> you're not bringing, in, bringing them in otherwise. Um, indeed, indeed. Should we get to should we go to Rob T because I think yeah we should... let's do it we can talk about this week now yes I think that's the best best thing to do and and of course captains as well because that to be honest yeah. that's a, that would be a huge debate I mean maybe midweek put that debate out of some people's minds but it... yeah Haaland ruined it <laughs> yeah but it was a big debate at the start of the week you know there's some very good captains this week exactly um, exactly and, and to be honest Rob T's graphic this week doesn't does put a bit of you know I mean it's close I mean Arsenal are projected to get two point nine. 2.9 goals away at Sheffield United. And you've got City at home to Man United, 2.7. I did see you make a comment, though, on Twitter that I think some models have got Arsenal a lot lower than, than 2.9. I think okay. Simon's model, for example, I think he had him about 2.3 or something like that. Right. So this is purely the spread odds, isn't it? It is. It is. And uh, in terms of goal scorers as well i don't think we have do we have the goal scorers yet? no he's no. going to put that up tomorrow right um yeah i don't think he's updated it yet because obviously for people who are looking at this and comparing saka with with Haaland, i think what also goes into it is 
yes, your team is expected to score 2.9 goals versus 2.7, then what is the percentage of your team goals is Saka going to contribute versus Haaland? And that number for Haaland is way, way higher than than Saka because Haaland is the funnel. Whereas in Arsenal, you know, Havertz can score, Odegaard can score, Martinelli can score, or Minketia, whoever's starting basically yeah. in their front four. And that makes makes a little bit of a difference. So I guess you've I then guess, got the FPL argument, haven't you, that Salah, I'm sorry, Saka. Why am I getting five. everyone's players the names <laughs> wrong today? SA Salah. Um Saka, yeah, obviously Saka's a midfielder, so he yeah, does yeah. have you know, clean sheet and one extra point. All of that stuff that maybe makes it a little bit closer. But to be honest, I mean I was on, I'll be totally honest here, Praz. I was on Saka. I was very happy with Saka. Then I see what saw what Harlan did because there was genuinely part of me that was thinking, you know, maybe Harlan's not quite at it. You know, yeah, I read a couple yeah. of articles about not that he's a problem, um, but he's the reason they've not been scoring as many goals recently. This uh, Neil had it on on Scout basically. What he had this rolling six week data. Did you see that? I didn't know. So, on a on a six week sample or a rolling six week spaces. Haaland has never had a higher XG underachievement that he has had in the last six game weeks. Obviously, this didn't take into account the five goals. He's obviously shot right up after that because that must have been of an XG of what, two, two and a half. So um, that has that is now out of the window. But there was this period until last week where he'd missed so many big chances that he'd never underperformed or in layman terms, never finished worse than he did uh, recently. To be honest, it doesn't surprise me. And it's, I mean... It's typical that it was when everyone was playing triple captains as well, wasn't it? That that he did that. But I guess on with City as well, um, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, I, again, I'm going to admit I've been very fickle this week. I was actually thinking, could he be a sell? Obviously, before with these injuries, again, I've, I've changed my mind on that. I wouldn't be selling De Bruyne because he because he played 90 minutes, which I didn't expect. Yeah, but your boy. I mean, he's not your boy anymore. Alvarez should get a oh, start. Yeah. Foden should get a start. And that limits De Bruyne. But I think with the Richarlison injury and with the or potential injury, we should say, Solanke, Huang, I think that's just gone out of the window. Like taking KDB out this week feels very, very luxury. Of course, you're on if you're on a wild card, there's no chance you're picking KDB no. this week. No, I think I think it's just I'd I'd happily roll him out one more game if I had him. Maybe you'll get a farewell gift. I mean, something I did smile at <laughs> smile. I, I mean I didn't find it hilarious, but Huang did actually outscore his one appearance for our team outscored KDB over the last two game weeks combined, including the double. So I don't now think you're we, rubbing it in. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think we can <laughs> complain if De Bruyne, you know, does does something big, you know, big game, Kevin, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe then people will keep him for Liverpool and then it, it, it re- reverts to the mean oh, again. Oh, that's another big thing. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keep holding him. Um, yeah, but I think people will start losing their city players as, as of even next week, even though. You know, at Anfield, Haaland could do well. So another way where people who will free hit in 29 will deviate from non-free hitters, will people will sell Haaland if they're not free hitting. And that could go badly in against uh, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, in, in an alternative universe where there weren't injuries this week, I think actually our dilemma we'd have been talking about would have been Foden to Son. Correct. And now we're not. So <laughs> and I'm, well, I, I'm very sense. grateful for that. He even got a rest midweek, which is very, very welcome. Yeah, it's worked out pretty. It's worked out pretty well for Foden there. So yeah, he's he's an easy keep. So are you just locked on Harlan captain? You're not even gonna think twice I, about I have, it. I've talked about it in other pods. Where last season I didn't captain Harlan at home to Man United. Uh, he scored the hat trick and the two assists. So there's no chance. 
there's no chance I'm watching a Manchester derby where we go to the Etihad and and not have Haaland as captain. No, yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, I, I can't see many people going for Saka either. I'd love to. Like I've not, I don't think I've captained Saka this season. But you know, I, you I, must I, have. I don't think I have because I went Darwin, didn't I? When Saka oh yeah, was popular. that Palmer Saka week. Yeah. I didn't set that up for a little flex, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got that captaincy, that patch that you had for captaincy was absolutely beautiful. So no, of course now look, now look. <laughs> well, no, I'm not complaining anyway. I'm not complaining, but I think I think we're set up well for this week. I think next week we're we'll still be talking about our options because I don't think we're committing to it either strategy unless we start doing hits, which I don't think we're going to. Doesn't seem like we're going to be doing them. Not not really this week. I think. Uh, I mean, let's take a couple of questions because we're just yeah. under 40 minutes. Uh, I think Nick um, uh, Trini is asking, would you do Huang to Odegaard this week or do Bowen to Sun? So I I feel like he's on free hit then. Well, that'd um, be, that would be free hit 29 then, wouldn't it? You'd be on free hit. I just like getting three Arsenal then if you're free hitting. Yeah, I like I like the Arsenal route as well because you don't... I mean, it would be nice to have Tottenham, but you don't need them. And I mean, you could even buy him in in thirty when they play Luton, if you, because you'd have him in, you'd have you'd cherry pick them, wouldn't you, in twenty nine? Correct. But I would say, I mean, I think if anyone's committed to free hit twenty nine already, like now, they must have two or three players in twenty nine. Because what have we got? We got four, and we're on the on the fence. We have five. Have we you got five? five? Triple, triple Villa. Yep. Um, Spurs and West Ham. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, because oh, you just bought Son as well, haven't you? Yeah. No, I'm not counting Son. So Richarlison, Son, three Villa, that's five, and Ariola yeah. six. Okay, I feel like you might be one ahead, but I'll have to count this after the stream. <laughs> I think, no, I think my head's gone today. You're the same. You, instead of my triple Villa, you've got double Villa, and you've got Doughty, or not Doughty, Doughty. I've only got two Villa. Oh, yeah, but I've got Doughty. Doughty. I've got Doughty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was about to bring in, <laughs> about to bring in Zaha as well. Um, yeah, so that's six. You're yeah. you're on six. Yeah. So, but I agree with you there. I think Arsenal. I mean, I still think they're the the way to go. I mean, it feels like we've talked about them every other week, forever. But I don't. I don't really see a scenario you wouldn't be wanting to have three Arsenal. And plus, Bowen has Burnley at home next week, so that's better than Sun's fixture next week, which is Villa, which is nice. But I think Bo- Burnley at home is also nice. So you then get Sun in game week thirty. I don't. I don't think that that's a problem. Yeah, I think this Richarlison not training thing has really set the rockets off under under Son because there weren't not many people were actually talking about him a few weeks ago, or even a few days ago. I mean, I guess there was I mean, worry if he was going to play on the left or up front, but does it make that much difference? I mean, maybe a slight bump. I think he gets more big chances if he's up top. I mean, maybe maybe I'm overestimating it, which we often tend to do if there's a positional change, uh, like we did with Huang. But I just yeah. think he gets more big chances. And I honestly think he's a captaincy shot if he's playing 90 minutes up top. But- Spurs, I'm going to have a look now. Spurs with 2.25. Yep. So up, up with, there with Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, again, we are comparing with Sheffield United and Man United, two very bad defences. Um, and obviously it's all relative, but I think Sun has a very high ceiling this week. There's a brace there if he does indeed play up top for 90 minutes. Yeah, although we've now said to go for the Arsenal player <laughs> and then bigged up Son. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's also fair. These, these are all good picks. There's not one right answer. 
Okay, and Freddy's just said I've got five as well. So yeah, I, I have miscounted. Um, okay. And then we've got Foden or Tony. I'm free hitting in 29. I mean, I don't see a Tony reason. Tony plays Arsenal next week. Oh, this week, no? What for? Sorry, next week Tony plays Arsenal, doesn't he? That's a bad fixture. Away to Arsenal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't you really don't, see don't why you'd want Tony. I mean, again, an appeal of, if you're free hitting 29, the appeal is you, I mean, obviously Tony's good, but you can just free hit him in, maybe captain him, and then he's gone Then he's gone again. All these people free hitting in 29, why aren't you getting Bournemouth players this week? This is the week to get Bournemouth players then. You get Burnley away, you get Luton at home, Sheffield United at home, get Tavernier if you want to, man. This I mean, is the problem. Is the there's, there's no midfielder. The best defender, this, this is why it's not perfect, because the best defender is obviously a possible On suspension risk. Then we've, they've not really got midfielders, because a lot of people are saying Tavernier has not been playing as well as he was. And every time they've had a midweek game, so like in a double, he's actually been benched. Right. Um, so there's a, and who else do you, who else do you get? Like, this is the problem. Solanke's the good one. I think Neto is probably the next best. Yeah, and no one's getting Neto. Well, everyone's got Ariola. Well, say everyone. Most people have got Ariola. So in, in 29... Actually, I guess that would work for non-free hitters. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Yeah, non-free hitters could get Neto. It's true. It's true. But, because they would then also have Neto in gimmick 30 home to Everton, which is a good fixture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Neto, Neto could be tempting. And for those, you'd have to sell Dubravka, your darling, for a dead end game week thirty-four. I, I need to check on Nick Pope now. <laughs> I need to check on updates. I saw someone mention him the other week. Um, yeah, but thanks for pointing that out. That's exactly why this is useful because otherwise, otherwise, I'll be there on my Dubravka strategy, free hitting to keep Dubravka. All nice. Right. Okay. Shall we? Shall we end it there? I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah. All right. I mean, it sounded. It became a, actually not a, as happening stream because you and I are doing similar moves and we're not panicking about wild, you know, chip strategy because we've got a week to decide before game week 28. Uh, but other people, yeah, you need to do your old school, put your team in an Excel, look how it looks like in 30 if you're not free hitting. Sorry, if you are free hitting and also compare it to a wildcard team, if you are wildcarding, just have to do, you have to do the homework if you want to do a team dependent strategy for yourself. The way I can tell it's tough is because I think obviously you've got a strategy, but I can still hear a little bit of, there's a little bit of hesitation or there's a, you know, you've definitely got exit routes and stuff. So, you know, it's, it, it's not like a hundred percent. This is the best way. Cause I remember that there is no one. two there years is no ago one. when you started yeah. this bandwagon, at, I swear it was about 11 PM at night or something. <laughs> and there's, you know, bringing all of these Wolves defenders, wildcard, do this, play this chip. And you know, it just snowballed in like 24 hours. There's no such strategy this week. It's it's a no. It's a regular season, and this is how it's going to be always. It's only when there's random COVID postponements and or Queen's death postponements, which fit in other weeks, where then you have no clue how to go through these. Thirty-four, thirty-seven doubles have been coming since the dawn of time, uh, since FA Cup quarterfinals existed. So there's nothing new here. These strategies are all well trodden in terms of dead ending to the quarterfinal, or you wait till thirty-four. It's all. It's fine. It's just that Liverpool, that Liverpool tempting double followed by a blank, which I think threw, I mean, it definitely threw me off. Um, I think it threw a lot of people off because yeah, um, yeah. we had to wait so long for it as well. And then everyone got injured um, and someone's asked why I even got Doughty. So I think we'll, we'll leave it there because I don't want to mention that player. <laughs> that, that shall not be named. <laughs> it did screw you like 20 points. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, I guess care, I'll speak everyone. to you next week. Yep. See you. Cheers.